Chronicles, a Jujutsu Kaisen podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ronnie. I'm Chad. And today we are here to cover Season 2, Episode 2, Hidden Inventory 2. It's a trifecta of twos. Mm-hmm. And you didn't do as good as me at pronouncing Jujutsu Kaisen, but it's fine. No one's uh Well, where I messed up is I was thinking about how I was going to say Jujutsu Kaisen, Jujutsu Kaisen. And so when it came time, you pointed at me, and I had to do the JJK Chronicles, and I believe I said JJK Chronicles. Mm-hmm. It was just a little bit of a, bit of a pause, uh, but I kept moving, and I think we're all right until you pointed it out. Yeah, we're fine. No one's counting. What did you think of this second episode? It's a little confusing. It's a little confusing. I'm so glad you said that because here we are. We're... Uh, doing our recording in a little bit of a different place than we normally do and the way we had to take notes for the podcast because we were having a bit of a pool day was via your laptop that was sitting in your lap and then I was taking the no, summary. You were not sitting in my lap. I was not sitting in your lap. Oh, what you're I the was doing, What I was doing that involved your lap was I was using my fingers to hit the space bar to pause it and that was within a... Seven-inch vicinity of your penis. Very sus. Very, very sus. I wanted to say something to you, but I mm-hmm. didn't. So I was trying not to like do an aggressive space bar push because I didn't want any of the vibrations to m- m- make their way down to, well, your flaccid cock, which I hope it was because it was being hidden by a laptop. And a blanket. And a blanket, yeah. So anyway, we're going to try and get through this bit of a confusing episode. Some of it was... Not confusing. I think we're just still in the dark a bit. Yeah. And then some of it, there were parts where I felt like I should be understanding, but I wasn't understanding. And maybe we'll understand it while we talk about it. And we got to thank all the people who wrote in via the reaction and the podcast last episode that helped us helped us along because it's been off for so long. Right. It's been a, it's what two years almost. We're not manga readers. No. We're just doing it off the anime. So there's things that we miss. There's things that we get wrong. But we're having a good time. So who's going to judge us for it? So keep helping us. And don't judge us for it. We got a tea kettle. Now, Ghetto is the man using this uh, tea kettle. He's a one sugar cube kind of guy. Now, I've got strong opinions on it. I don't respect it one iota. Why? Okay, because here's what you do, right? Now, you're a coffee drinker. Some would say you're a... uh, Not an addict. Don't say it. You're a coffee addict is what some people would say. Do you take sugar? Occasionally. Actually, no. Occasionally cream in it. All right. Those are two different things. So get it right. You're a coffee addict. Know your order. Now, so no sugar. No sugar. Nope. The way I am, if you're going to be someone who puts sugar in their tea, put more than one. Why, though? Because either do it or don't. You know, don't just go half measures. How much is a sugar cube? I was going to ask you that as well. I've never really ran into sugar cubes. So you don't know then? I don't. So what you're saying is just invalid. That's the thing. It could be a football, and I would say put two in. (laughs) I'd say put two sugar footballs in. I do kind of agree with that. The only reason I say that is because, well. Imagine eating one Oreo. Yeah, one Oreo. My mom. Even one little creamer, the little like circular ones, Ridiculous. most people do too. Imagine, okay, here's another example. Imagine uh, eating some french fries and using one ketchup packet. Oof. 
or eating one French fry. Yeah, I mean that. That's a little bit different because it's not. I mean, and so my Oreo example wasn't great either. I think my favorite is what you said using one creamer or what I said the one ketchup packet. Because think about it, you would respect if I just ate the fries plain. But when I just put one ketchup packet on, it's like, what am I doing? I'm just playing. And don't be the guy that just squirts ketchup all over his fries multiple times. It's a dipping thing. Is that what you're saying? Yes, it's a dipping thing. You don't like it to be drizzled? No. I don't like it to just be drizzled all over it. I agree, because if you've got a good French fry, it's going to take away from the crispiness by the end. Mm -hmm. The ketchup's going to soak in, and it's going to provide just a, a weaker fry, in my opinion. And sometimes you don't even want it with ketchup. If it's so crispy, you're mm-hmm. like, well, this bite right here, no ketchup. You want to get into the second minute of the episode? Let's do it. So we hear gross noises in the background because one of the losers from last episode, Team Q, one of those guys, is dealing with a curse with multiple pink ball heads kissing on him. I know. It wants a kiss. Like, what is this? What do you think this curse is that he captured? The kissy curse? The kissy curse. It might be the kissy curse because while it does have m- multiple mouths, I think all of them are trying to get some kisses in. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of tongue action that I've found to be extremely gross. I would say be careful, but I don't very much care for this Team Q guy. No, these guys are losers. They're like Team Rocket. They're disposable. Now, he starts uh, threatening Ghetto. He's like, okay, you can have me, but our, you know, our main guy, he's still out there. You'll never stop him. Yeah, you, what are you going to do about him? He's a force to be reckoned with. Meanwhile, Ghetto gets a uh, a little text message, and what is it? None other than Gojo with just with the, the cutest little selfie, little peace sign, guy in the back. Yeah, he Gojo, he knows his way around the selfie. He's the guy where if you've got three or more people, and you're like, oh god. You're all kind of Ronnies in the sense of you don't want to bother other people and be like, oh, oh can you ta- can you take a picture for us? Just get a selfie. And, That's and- what it is, Ronnie. You don't want to bother other people. Just come out and say it. You're scared to go up to somebody and ask them to take a picture of you. Because I just know how I would react if someone came up and said it to me. You'd be like, oh, yeah, sure, no problem. I actually would. I, I, <laughs> I really thrive in those situations. I'm just a nice guy. And then afterwards you'd be like, gosh, I hate doing that. Yeah, because I know if they asked me, I'm like, wow, they asked a good person because I'm going to get some vertical ones. I'm going to get some horizontal ones. Diagonal? You know, no, I wouldn't do a diagonal. See, that's something that you're trying to do because you're extra. I would just make sure I'm tapping on the touch screen, making sure it focuses up. You know, Maybe when they're not looking, I'll throw on a little filter. On some, they're still going to have an original. They're going to get back and be like, wow, he took 57 pictures. Surely <laughs> one of these will be good. Because I like to give you options. We cut over Fushiguro. Did we get his uh, other name in the first episode? No. Because they've mentioned Megumi, but they've not mentioned his other name. Right, so we can just call him Fushiguro right yep. now. He is chilling in his all-black loungewear. It looks like a hot day. This is a terrible outfit to be wearing. What did you think of the outfit? It's a bad guy out- outfit. Do you not agree? A bad guy needs to wear an outfit like this. Yeah, it's just so lazy. That's why he looks so... Uh... Well, he's a gambling addict. He doesn't, he doesn't care much about anything besides making some bucks. I mean, black sweatpants. He's a... 
He's a bad guy bodybuilder who in his free time eats and gambles. Yeah, that's what's crazy is that he's this jacked, but he's this lazy. Right. It's like he's, he goes, okay, I'm going to spend two hours in the gym, go as hard as I can, and then as soon as I'm done, I am not doing anything. Do they have a name for the shirts that have the insanely loose collar such as this? Do you know if it's a name? They don't, but I kind of want one. Your traps have to be... 30, I know. 37% larger for you to pull right. off. And that's what I'm saying. Like and that's just you as a friend telling In me. the future, that's what I'm saying. Okay. When I have <clears throat> when I have large traps, I'm going to do it. Keep hitting the traps and then you can do it because you never saw a you never saw a weak-shouldered person no. walking around in one of these. Right. And that's one of my biggest flaws on my body is my traps. I was so thank gonna, thank you for uh bringing that back up. I wasn't going to say anything about that. I'm very just, happy. Gave you a percentage of improvement that I need to see you hit to make it happen. So a guy walks up. He makes a little smart comment about how he never sees him win. which And we were talking, the whole horse racing, or in this case speedboat racing, which to me seems more interesting, I'm just going to say it. One, you know, animals don't have to get tortured. That seems like a good, a good win. Tortured? A horse running is not torture. A horse loves to run. You're going to, this is the lane that you've carved out some interesting lanes for yourself. No, horses you love are, to run, Ronnie. Did I say anything about running or just the horse racing industry as a whole? I don't think they're doing anything wrong in that industry. I think it's a perfectly fine industry. Okay. Fun story, though. Tell me. My father said he went to one of these events one time in his life. Mm-hmm. Okay? He bet a. Uh, what's it called? Oh, wow. My gambling days. It's been a long time. What is the parlay. parlay bet? He bet a parlay. It was the only bet that he made. He won $800 off a $5 bet. Five. <sighs> Something okay. along those lines. He bet like five or that's, 10. He bet pretty good. five or 10 bucks and won 800 bucks. Yeah, that's pretty good odds that he got in his favor. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, think about how hard that is. That's, oh, it's, that's it's the thing stupid. About it. It's stupid hard. He got extremely lucky. I don't think he's ever bet on horse racing again. That was the one time he did it, and that was just because they happened to be at the event from wherever they were. I mean, that is like the OG gambling. I think horse racing. Like, I don't know why I feel that way, but I think it's right. I mean, oh, other than is. like cards and stuff, sports gambling, sports gambling, cards, racing, and probably like human. I guess fighting. it's just because it's also it's like what it's known for. A lot of people just watch basketball, you know, baseball for just seeing who wins. I don't know of that many people who are just watching horse racing just because they want to see, you know, hold hold me down hands, see if they can re- reach the winner's podium. I know, and a lot of them are juicing. All of those horses are taking shit. Right. On roids, and you, cheating. Right. They're out there cheating. And, well, how do you know it's not the horse that's telling them to do it? Yeah. So it's just weird how you talk yourself into one of the bad things happening in the horse racing scene, but yet you were like, oh, it's great, Ronnie. Well, I mean, it's making them supreme athletes. Yeah, yeah, but then they, like, twist an ankle and they, like, well, I can't feed you anymore. (laughs) Can you come up with a good horse name? Galaxium. Dude, you don't know how horse names work, clearly. Galaxy. I would say, like, no, dude. This is how the horse names work. It would be like, ain't no valley low enough. Uh, uh, That's how horse names work. Bubba Gump. 
Okay. You clearly don't get it. And that's fine, because you thought you knew a lot about horses, but they're being tortured, and I think we should put a stop to it. Where are we at? Oh, yeah, so they're talk- trashing, or they're trash-talking, but he knows. Now, this is Fushiguro. He starts talking about Gojo. He's like, listen, he's no joke. My plan is to wear him down with some idiots before I even get close to him. This is when there's a lot of talk about deposits, money. Here's what I've gleamed. You tell me if I'm right or wrong. I'm going to try and make a complex situation as simple as possible, okay? Let's hear it. There is a $30 million bounty Mm -hmm. on uh, Rico. Rico. Okay? Now... Is this a sort of situation where this is being offered to Fushiguro and then he has gone to a uh, – he's just a middleman is what he's trying to do and just telling all these other people he knows who will not succeed mm-hmm. to go try and get the $30 million for themselves. All just to wear Gojo down and then he steps in and gets the, the last 30 million dollars to try and does. fight him at his weakest and get the 30 million dollars. Yeah. Is that how you That's what it, it sounds like. That's how I took it. I think you explained it pretty well. We could be wrong on that, but I think that's pretty accurate. I think there's a few more twists and turns that they kind of talk about, but from what I can figure out, that is what's going on. If we're wrong, let us know. Cuz the guy says something about you know threatening that he might be letting go of the entire deposit. That's where one of the confusing parts came in. I don't know if he's saying like, "Oh, you you know, you're offering thirty million. If someone actually does it, you're giving them all the money." But at the same time, that's not a deposit. So, who knows? Anyway, the race comes to a close, and he lost. He lost. Maybe he's betting some of that on the horses too, or well, I mean that, the speedboats. And or... we're going to talk about that in the second gambling scene because we kind of touched on that in the reaction. I want to talk talk about it. Um, we get a name for him. Did you hear the name? No. He calls him the Sorcerer Killer. Mm, okay. So he must just be kind so, of a hitman. He, that's his yeah, job. Yeah, his job is basically just collecting bounties mm-hmm. and killing sorcerers. That's pretty cool. That is a pretty cool job. I mean, I don't know what the... Po- How often would you need that job, though? I mean, if it's paying out stuff like this, you don't even have to work it that often. You just collect your thirty million, then you can wait a while and do it again. Right. I'm just. It doesn't seem like this situation where they're trying to get a girl to another guy. That doesn't seem like it would happen a whole lot. It seems like most what sorcerers are doing is killing bad curses. But I don't. And it doesn't seem like people would want curses around. It seems like it'd be bad for business as a whole. But I guess not. I guess this is a a job that you need, and well, he is willing to fulfill it. If we go to present time, somebody should hire him to kill Ghetto because he's out of control in the present time. That's true. As one last little dig, the guy asks how Megumi is doing. Now, like a real bad dad, he waits longer than he should thinking about this and says, Who's that? I don't think he knows his own son. That was your theory. I... <laughs> disagree and I'll tell you why I disagree it all stems from the awkward pause from the guy asking to the time he says who is that the pause that he did let me translate it for you it was this oh crap he's asking about my son that I've abandoned <laughs> yeah, okay. 
That is more realistic. I wonder if he sees his son again, what would happen? Do you think he would say, hey, I love you, son, or anything like that? Or would he fight his son? Well, uh, so right now, based off how old Gojo is later, Megumi is like what? He's a little kid, so I don't think he would fight him. He might. He's fighting Gojo right now, and he's obviously way older than Gojo's a high school. You're saying student. you're saying if his like in present time. Yeah, in present time, if he runs into him. Okay. See, I guess I was. Because think about it, he's fighting Gojo right now, who is literally a high schooler. So he's. No, no, no. That that part, yes, yeah. you're correct. I thought you were talking about like if he goes home and sees him, in this present time that we're in right now, and uh, you know, Megumi is just a oh, yeah. kid. So you think he's still alive? Do we know if he's still? Do we you don't. I don't think it ever really said. Gojo talked about this incident and knowing about his dad, mm-hmm. so he might actually die during this. Okay, we don't know. So we uh, cut over. Rico's passed out, and they kind of have a talk about how they wish they could do the reverse curse technique like Shoko, but they can't. And that's and basically d- just healing, right? Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah. It seems like whatever curse was put on them, just, you know, undoing it. And they do, they talk about this sort of thing a couple times this episode where it's nice to see because we look at Gojo and we go, wow, this guy's unstoppable. And from a fighting standpoint, I think he pretty much is, but there's also some things that he can't do. Like what? Well, like the reverse curse technique. You're saying heal people, he just can't heal? Basically? That and then... Um, they talk about May's curse techniques here in a little bit, so we'll talk about it again. But I just like that they show Gojo's pretty much mastered what he can master, and if someone's around him, something bad's probably not going to happen in the first place. So we wouldn't need the additional techniques. But if he just you know enters stage right halfway through the show, there might be some funny business going on that he can't can't, he can't do anything fix. about. Yeah, yeah. So the battle's over. So then she uh, she comes to. Well, the other note I had, Gojo's carrying her around completely unnecessary. There's like <laughs> yeah. three different couches and chairs right. just in this room. So what did you think was up with that? I don't know. I just think he was asserting his dominance here. <laughs> right. I don't... Uh, she thinks that it was kind of unnecessary as well because she wakes up, slaps him across the face, and Ghetto tries to calm her down, but he's just being really chill she doesn't trust him either, says his bangs are goofy, and it's really kind of just one bang. Yes, yeah, she should have said, your bang is goofy. Yeah. Not your bangs. It's just one little thing of hair that's kind of sticking down, and I think he's rocking it. Yeah, I think he looks great. Him and Gojo are a very handsome little team. Tell me what you think of it. I feel like that particular look is something that you can only really pull off in anime. Yes. Because, and let me tell you why. Have you ever, you've got longer hair now, have you played around with it in the mirror, wet mm-hmm. in different styles? Have you ever done a thing where you just leave like one kind of chunk of hair down his bangs? It doesn't work in you know, the real life. Nope. Maybe if it's got a little bit of curl to it and it's kind of clumped together with some other stuff that's falling you know, above your eye. But the one single strand that's out of place, like Ghetto has, it just, it's not, it's a no-go. Strictly anime. It's kind of like Aaron Yeager's uh, man bun hair. I've never seen somebody actually rock that in person. 
and that's because he's got some strands on got, either side of um, his forehead yep. that are wow, so perfectly placed. Mm, so perfectly beautiful. placed. That man. So she's being a bit unruly. So what do they do? They just grab a hold of her and start playing tug of war. Don't know what this was about right here. One of the most uncomfortable on-screen words that I've seen in anime, it said grind. Like oh, Her spine, her oh, vertebrae. Owie. I actually would like somebody to do that to me. From one end to the other, just start pulling on me to see mm-hmm. if it stretches me out or gets anything back into place. You, you, ever... think, you think you're out of place? Maybe not out of place, but I don't know. You never know until you try. I don't think anything's out of place, but I'd like to try it to see if I got a few extra inches hiding in there somewhere. You never know. Yeah, you you probably do need it for sure. I'm going through a growth spurt right now, though, so I'm ho- holding out some hope. That 27-year-old growth spurt. It's the second puberty, some call it. How do you say the maid's name? Kyuryu? Is that it? Maybe. It might be. Okay. I'm going to call her the maid for now. Someone write in, tell us how to say it, give us the breakdown. Um, it's K-U-R-O-I. Are you looking it up in your notes to yeah. see how it's spelled? You want to say it again? Kyuryu? Kyuryu? See, you're putting an I before the O. Kyuryu? Yeah, you're still doing Kyuryu. it. Yeah, you're still doing it. Kyuryu? Yeah. Right. You've done That's it, how you say it in Japanese. Yeah, you've done it four times now, but each time you put the I before the O, and it's not... That's how they pronounce things. I don't know. Okay. I've watched quite a bit of anime at this point. Well, obviously not enough. Never once have I seen the rule of I before the O, even though it's after the O. Kurio. You know, in English, they say I before C except after E. There's not a Japanese rule of I before O, even though it's after the O. That would be stupid. <laughs> I before E except after C. I like that. So she rides in on her curse, and she tells Rico, who once again is being stretched out by these two guys, chill out. These guys are friendly. As if she could do anything about it. Um, chill out. Ghetto kind of talks about his deal, curse manipulation. That's his technique. He absorbs and manipulates the curses to kind of do or do his will and his his wheeling and dealing. So could he theoretically mm-hmm. absorb like Mahito if he wanted to? I think so. Because Ma- why doesn't he do a- something like that? Because I think like we've seen the curses that he's absorbed so far, and they're kind of just the mindless idiot curses. Okay. Mahito is essentially, you know, like a guy. So I think it'd just be really tough. But I think that would be cool if we could see him do that eventually. And then it's maybe he already is. Do you think of that? Oh, he yeah. He what could little, be controlling them, right? What a fun little theory. Like they could be under his control, but mm-hmm. he kind of just lets them do whatever yeah. at the same time. Because, I mean, that's what they are doing now, right? Like when he's manipulating them, they still just look like they did before, but he's just in control of them. Right, yeah. Like the kissy curse. Wow. Oh, that's cool. That's fun. So Gojo makes a comment about how he thought Rico would be a bit more in her feels about this whole assimilation ordeal. And she says that's what commoners like you think, you, you fool. She says Tengen is her and she is Tengen. She goes on this whole rant. It sounds very brainwashed to me. It does. I don't know how she fell for this so easily. 
because to me, in the first episode, I felt like they went on this large search trying to find someone who was in common with Tingan and then just recently came across her. Because she was in like a a bath. They just seemed like she was trapped. But I guess we're to understand that she's doing this under her own free will and she's pretty jazzed about it. And she's also like 13 or 14, so I don't know how this is. Yeah, so it just makes me wonder from like what early age has she been having this kind of pounded into her brain? Whoa, chill out, Ronnie. Inserted into her brain. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's There's no way that at 13 that she's just coming up with this idea on her own. All right, can I go ahead and bounce something off you right now because I think this is kind of the first instance. Is this maid? Is she up to some funny business? Is she creepy? Really? That's what you got from this. I, it's not what I got from this. <laughs> no, she actually could be. I know they. the guy did say you are like family to her. Ghetto did. And she got real blushy about it. But she could be kind of brainwashed too into brainwashing Rico. Okay. We'll talk more about that here in a bit. But it's just I'm not saying that that's what I think. I'm just, you know, I like taking a lot of shots in case I get any of them right. And people go, oh, wow, Ronnie, good work. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Thank you, Chad. Thank you. So Gojo's still going after her pretty hard. Says that, you know, with that sort of mindset, he bets she doesn't have a whole lot of friends at school. And that reminds her, she's got school. (laughs) (laughs) And she has a lot of friends. Yeah, she's got a lot of friends. And they wanted to take her back to Jujutsu High, but Tengen demanded that they keep her happy and give her what she wants. What is the funny business with Tengen? There's a lot of it, so I don't know what you want from me because I was going to ask you, at what point do we see him? I mean, Gojo already doesn't really trust higher-ups, but we see later on when we go back to present time that he really doesn't trust the higher-ups, including Tengen, I'm assuming. So obviously he catches on to some of this bullshit from here on, probably somewhere in this backstory here. He seems like this larger-than-life thing, but I do think when we see him, he's going to be just a guy. He's just going to look like a normal dude? I think so. What do you think? They did say something about like him looking normal until his but evolution. I th- right. I think that's the uh, the reason he does is because he keeps doing this reset. Okay. Like if he ke- kept evolving into something other than Tengen, then I think he would kind of become this larger-than-life uh, sort of ordeal. But I think for now, I think he's just going to be a dude – when do you think, how many episodes before we see him? Call your shot. Four. Okay. We'll see, we'll see him in four we see him in five? See him in four. All right. I like that. So we see her in class, and my favorite part of this little thing was when the bell rings and one of her friends says, our next class is in a different room. <laughs> Which is like, the only time I feel like you would hear that is your first day of middle school. When you start switching classes Mm -hmm. or, you know, they gave us a test run in fifth grade. They wanted us to prepare ourselves for getting up and walking to another location to continue our learning. But uh, I it's just funny if it's halfway through the school year and that one friend's just trying to be a know it all. Rico should have been like, yeah, I know, bitch. Like, yeah, we're going to history. We always go to another classroom for history. She must not be the brightest or a little off, if you know what I mean. 
So we get some Tistic. backstory on the maid. Taking care of her since she was little because dead parents. Does Rico know how her parents died? What happened An to the parents? accident. Uh, yeah. Another tragic backstory mm-hmm. in the Jujutsu Kaisen. I, w- I mean, it could be a cursed accident. You know how people die from curses a lot in this show. It could just be one of those coincidences. Or was it something else? Right. Is this maid... Is she a real Tengen fanboy? And was like, oh, here's a girl that we could do. We'll kill her parents, and then we'll just raise her right from the start to be your uh, assimilation seed. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Could see it happening. But she says she just wants her last bit of time to be happy. Uh, Ghetto makes a comment about how he sent curses to watch her, which is just, that's cool. He's got, like, an infinite amount of bodyguards he can just go send them places to do do tasks now he does this is where i was talking about earlier he says he wishes he could share his senses with them like uh may does so or what you call may may and the guy said that the uh the fandom called him may may i refuse to do told you it's ridiculous told you so i will continue to say may and th- they gave me permission to do that they said that's fine People call people Kiki. They don't call them Key. That's, Kiki. that's completely different. No, it's not. Kiki. No, because May, May is a name. K-E-Y-K-E-Y. Key, key K-E-Y. Is yeah, it is. Key. No. It's not a name. I'm sure somebody's named Key out there. Someone's probably named Key. But doesn't mean it's not a stupid. <laughs> Some people are named Apple. Gigi? Yeah, I'm looking at you, Gwyneth. Apple? Apple, Gwyneth named her child Apple? No, Gwyneth Paltrow. That snob? That snobby woman. Named her kid Apple. Ugh. Yeah, you don't like that, do you? No. After a computer. It's disgusting. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what she was thinking. So anyway, Ghetto tells Gojo to hurry to Rico's side because two were just exercised. This was another weird part for me because it happened so suddenly. Does it not? Yep, He and he knows it right away. It's like he's been paying attention to it, and he just walks up and is like, all right. Yeah, like they're just talking about mm-hmm. Rico one second, and the very next moment he's like, oh, go, hurry, go, get get to her. And as viewers, we don't see anything, so we're just like, what the heck? We cut over to Fushiguro, who's just watching some more speed boat racing. This thing just goes nonstop, and a guy is watching Rico from a laptop. What did you think that was about? How are they... That is one of the most confusing parts of this okay. episode, was this moment right here. And it was so quick. Now, that guy, he's talking to Fushiguro, right? Mm-hmm. And they are... Uh, so we're going back and forth. Gojo's running after to try and catch up with her, but she's in a music class. they got to find her. Fushi's getting intel that they didn't take her back to Jujutsu High, and the bounty is the $30 million deposit that the Star Religious Group paid you, is what the guy says over the phone. So that goes to say that Team Q, they're trying to get her for whatever, I guess by themselves. They're more fighters. And the Star Religious Group, they might have fighters, fighters of their own, but they're also trying to pay the bounty. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if, they, if the Star Plasma Vessel... Which, what a ridiculous name. Can we just say that as well? Just say Vessel. (laughs) If the Vessel is killed, the deposit is gone, which that makes a lot of sense. 
But Fushi's not worried because he knows Gojo's wither, the first person in centuries to have the six eyes and the limitless technique. So in cent- there was somebody centuries ago that had both of these. Right. And that might be the guy who fought Sukuna way mm-hmm. back in the day. Definitely could have been, we imagine, or I imagine, that it's uh, Gojo's relative. Yeah, clan, his clan or whatever. Yep. The Gojo clan. I believe that's what it's called, good <laughs> call. Fuji says all this to say no one can kill her while he is nearby. And the man on the phone says, not even you. And what would you describe Fushi's reaction to that as? <laughs> <laughs> he does laugh a little bit, right? He, he kind of laughs, but he's kind of like, well, maybe we'll, we'll see. Yeah. It's really going to test me. But he he's pretty much thinking no, because he wouldn't be making all of these sneaky plays right. if he thought he could kill him. Well, like right here, he, he's going to leave the bounty up. For 47 more hours, you know, the longest he can stretch this thing to tire out Gojo as much as he can before he steps in. Um, now, I don't know why they put this in here, but a random guy runs into Fushiguro, who I'm assuming they're doing this to just show us that he's built like a brick wall. Because <laughs> the, guy, the guy gets knocked over very easily. Well, I love how all Fushi does is just kneel down and just continue his conversation on the phone and then just kind of look at the guy. Yeah. And then just gets back up. And then the guy, he was like, oh, God, I look like such a bitch right now. I got to at least do something to defend my honor. So he was just kind of like, hey. And Fushi kept walking, went to a tea machine where they have, you know, I guess just hot tea ready to go at all times. Then the most... Serial killer move I've ever seen in my life. Steps through the fallen pasta. Right. Doesn't even bother to dodge it. Who right does that? on the pasta. Nobody no one, does that. No one does that. If you ever see someone do that, that person should be arrested on the spot. You also should not get near that person. They have got something very mentally wrong. Well, in unless you're arresting them and throwing yes. them in the slammer. Right. But if you're the- just a normal Joe, get out of there. I honestly believe, you know, free country and all, that's great. There should be laws like that set up. I like agree. If, if there's a pile of spaghetti in the floor, if when I'm in charge, this will be a law. If a pile of spaghetti is in the floor and assailant decides to step right onto Purposefully. the pasta, they will be uh, arrested and could face up to six years behind bars. Yeah, you've got to, if you step on pasta, you've got to look down and be like, damn it, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you just continue about your day, crazy person. Now, this is another one of the confusing parts, so help me try to understand right. that. On the phone, Fushi also says, that's not the, uh, they're talking about how everyone's trying to get the money, yada, yada. He goes, that's not the only reason curse users are flocking to them. Is that something to do with Gojo? Or does it have to just do with the vessel? Like the curse users want the vessel themselves, not okay. even just for money. Not for Okay, I like that. Yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense, mm-hmm. I think. Good job, Chad. Geto runs into someone, and I was my first thought when I saw this old guy was like, okay, that is someone from the star religious group. Oh, yeah. He looks like a religious nut job. Now, he is aware right out of the gates that Ghetto is much stronger than him, but thinks, thinks to himself that his... Uh, his wisdom? Yeah. Well, his that, experience? That Ghetto is just a typical Shikigami user, you know? 
He can read them like a book. He decides close combat is the way to go. This Ghetto guy, not going to be a problem whatsoever. And Ghetto, he sends a gross giant worm snake at him. Um, that SpongeBob Chronicles coming soon reminded me of one of the weaker episodes of SpongeBob. Can the Alaskan ever- Bullworm? The Alaskan Bullworm. Was that one of the weaker episodes? One of the weakers, but it's got one of the best moments in SpongeBob. And please go and tell me. And that's the ending. Push. Push. And it's, why don't we just take Bikini Bottom and move it somewhere else? That is one. You're right. That actually is a great episode. It's a top ten. Can't wait to talk about it. On the SpongeBob Chronicles. Coming soon. Very, very soon. Now, check, the man, check out the TikTok. We might just have some SpongeBob talks up here. Love that. The man comes crashing into the window from the outside, so he's pretty quick for an old guy, and he's getting in close. Just how his plan was, you know, it's all coming together when all of a sudden his life is flashing before his eyes. His dog from 40 years ago. How, okay, how does Ghetto do this? I think this guy, no, I think he was just getting his ass kicked, so he, his life was flashing before his eyes. Okay, so I think you, that's what it is. you legitimately think that this guy did this to himself? Yeah, like he was dying. <laughs> that's what I took from it, that he was legit about to die, so he, he what just did a, himself. I mean, listen, I'm a dog person. I love dogs as much as the next guy. What a pathetic thing to be the only thing that flashes before your yeah. eyes. As no wife, no kids, no family, just a dog. He said the dog died 50 years 50 prior. 50 years, yeah. Nothing of note has happened in the past 50, 50 years. years for that guy to feel like it needs to flash before his eyes before his death. <laughs> Which his wife, for this guy's sake, I have to believe that this is something that Ghetto did. Because what a I hope crazy so. move that it would be if it is. Like, you know how, um, yeah, if you could just make people see the, uh, it's like the Rick and Morty episode where keep Summer safe and Summer's in the, uh, the spaceship and she's surrounded by like a SWAT team and the spaceship makes one of the soldiers' dead kids come out and be like, Dad! Did you ever see that episode? Uh-uh. Oh, you didn't see that one? No, I never saw that one. Well, then uh, someone hopefully out there did, or else this story was pointless. Here we go. Ghetto, ugh, rocks this guy's world. Now, at the same time, he didn't die. He didn't die, but he did look pretty bad, like he could have. His nose was a completely different color. I mean, he's an old man. I feel like if he just gave him a little bit more, he would have died. Right? Uh, yeah. He already gave me more than I would want. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, and the other thing here that I thought was just goes to show how strong Ghetto is, he knew that he was trying to get in close the whole time. So he's not your typical Shikigami user. We obviously knew that. This is just him showing, um, once again, how much of a force he is. And uh, he asked if the guy is with Q or the religious group. And we don't get the answer. Um, we cut over Gojo's... Do you think he told Ghetto? It just didn't show us, or... Oh, I think Ghetto got the answer he wanted. Okay. (laughs) Because if not, that guy's gonna see his dog again real soon. Gojo's still running through campus, splits off from the maid when he runs into chorus class and is attacked as if he is Harry Styles himself. Max, I love you, buddy, my old dog, but 
if that's the only thing I'm thinking about when I'm dying. Oh, you're still thinking sad. about that? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> just that's I just fine. kept thinking about it. I mean, that's insane. Well, you also had Chief, so that's mean that you. But that was my off. first dog. Was Max? Max, okay. Yeah. At least you had some defense to it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That. I mean, I think that's reasonable. That just means. And right now, I mean, if you did, it might be the thing that popped up. You got to start making some things happen in your life. I know, dude. I have got to stop being so damn boring. <laughs> got nothing going on. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> what did you think about Gojo turning into Harry Styles dude, in his classroom? I called this in the reaction. Right. The late she was like, oh, I don't, I don't want people to see you like embarrassed by him. No, everybody's gonna think he's hot. Everybody's gonna think you're the shit for dating somebody that hot. Yeah, this he's, is where he's six five. He's got light blue eyes. He has got probably a twelve pack. We haven't seen it, but I'm sure he does. I would imagine so. He's a very handsome guy. He's got beautifully colored hair. Colored hair. Don't even get me started on the eyes when he takes off. That's what's not fair. That's what's not fair is he wears. You know, when we first met him, he's wearing just a headband over his eyes. Uh, right now he's wearing glasses, and people already think he's the most beautiful thing ever. And then when he takes those off, it's game over. It's not. It's not cool. I did have to laugh. You shut me up because I was like, okay, wow, Chad is really harping on how beautiful he is. You know, there's a lot of beautiful people in anime, so I don't think, um, sorry, my train of thought got kind of knocked off the rail because I believe Travis is sleeping next to me. <laughs> he was, dude, I will say the pool, we've been in the pool all day, guys. We've been just absolutely soaking in the sun and it makes you tired. It makes Luda. you tired. But when I heard deep breathing and I looked over and his eyes were closed, I thought he fell asleep. Which, I mean, doesn't do a whole lot for the confidence. I'll be the first one to say that. Um, anyway, let's talk about this sneaky little teacher. Bro, this is the most be careful episode yes. and moment that we've had in a very long time. Right. It's, it was a double whammy. Now, I will say, though, that Japanese working laws, I've heard that if you are a teacher in Japan... I think someone should yell from the rafters, be careful, as soon as someone starts saying the term Japanese working laws, but please continue. I have heard that if you are a Japanese teacher, stuff, it's very hard. You don't have time to do anything, Not like nothing at all. I've heard people that go and become a Japanese teacher to do bilingual stuff, English-speaking people do this, that they say they have no time to do anything, that it's that brutal. Okay, that's not what I thought you were. Not what I thought you were gonna say. Because then she tells him, she goes, "I don't have the ch many chances to meet people." Gotcha. And I go, "Oh, that makes so much sense. I just saw that on YouTube the other day when I was looking at bilingual teachers that go to Jap Japan and teach." Is that what's in your algorithm a lot? Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. It sounds like an interesting, an interesting topic. But at the same time, dude, what was that person's? How did that person come off to you? Uh, Ronnie's, desperate. A, a, little Ronnie's desperate. a bit of a naysayer, but come on, if I hear someone saying that, I'm going to be like, oh, oh, yeah, I bet you're working so hard. Yeah, and it just sounds desperate. Right. I mean, he's like 16. Chill out. He's like, oh, wow. Was he like 16? How old was he? Gojo? No. <laughs> the, the YouTube channel that you're talking about. I'm talking about Gojo right now. No, this guy was, he's probably in his 20s. Okay. White gentleman. I'm just thinking, I don't think it's as good for YouTube if the guy's like, 
You it's it's a hard job. You still get free time, but you, your mind's really always on work. Yeah. It sounds better if he's like, I have no free time. I am just molding young minds over here. Teaching, teaching. Um. So you almost have to date students. So, but no, the be careful side of it. Gojo was liking the. Uh, the be careful side of it. Gojo was liking the attention a little too much. Be he careful. was. And then the teacher hitting on Gojo, he's still a student himself. Be careful. All right, Chad is just nodding in approval. I mean, what? I just I just said, I think, you know, she doesn't have many chances to meet people. Maybe this is the chance. That doesn't make it okay. <laughs> what are you talking about? She doesn't look that old, though. How old is she? 25? Once again, hey, Chad, you're making new rules, all right? There's no there's no rule of, well, yes, a teacher can hook up with a student if the teacher themselves looks. Is a woman and the student is a boy. And the, uh, she looks pretty young. And that's around quotes. Pretty young is in quotes because there's a lot of leeway there. The funniest thing here was one of the students uh, yelling out that she lost respect for the teacher since she is into younger men. <laughs> that is pretty funny because they are like 13 themselves, so the fact they said that is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. so Gojo picks up Rico, and they lift off. He's taking her to Jujutsu High. Enough of this bullshit. But um, they are being watched by a bag man. Now, when you first saw this, I'm like, is this some weird camera? What is going on here? No, no, no. What it is, is it is a man... Wearing a bag. Wearing a brown paper bag that has one eye hole cut out because two eye holes would be too much. It could give away his identity. <laughs> so his depth perception is not the greatest, but his... When is the last time you've actually seen somebody do this in a show? In a show? This is like a 1950s like trick, I feel like. What was that uh wasn't there a kids show that there was a guy with like a brown paper bag on him like Absolutely, the fairly odd parents Chester's dad who lived at a trailer park who used to be a professional baseball player. Thank you, Travis. That was a great addition to the show. That's why you were allowed to fall asleep on the couch next to us. Yep. He was just dreaming about that. <laughs> <laughs> Would have only been better if you could remember that character's name that was such a if it even had a name, it probably didn't. Just Chester's dad. Is that that's correct? Chester's dad was the one that had it? Yes, sir. Chester had braces. That's another little fact for you. <laughs> so a hit, but this is one of the hit, man. They're trying to collect that $30 million. I mean, I, who wouldn't try it, honestly? Right. The, the maid, she's got her weapon of choice. She is part of this now. She's got a mop. Clean up aisle nutsack because she hits him in the nuts. That was my little joke that I put in there. Would you ever, what would be the number for you to consider doing a bounty? Give me like a, okay, who am I killing? Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah, no, that's a good one. That I would definitely, for $30 million, I would try and kill Tom Hanks, I think. Okay, and how would you do it? And how do they know that you're the one that did it? I would do it secretly. That's why, like, how are they going to know I did it? Because then there could be another hitman that's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm the one that poisoned him. Dude, that, you actually bring up a really great point. Because if they're the kind of shady business people that are hiring people for $30 million to kill someone, 
who's to say they're not going to try and hire someone for five million to kill you afterwards? Right. And then you only have to pay five million. And then too, somebody else could just falsely claim that they did it. No, but see that know. that part, like they got to hire you at some point. I think, right? Or you? No, you would have Tom Hanks' head. No, I'm saying I would have you. I would try to have to. I would do it like secretly, where he ends up like having a heart attack on his toilet gotcha. because I poisoned. Him. That is true. How how does that work? You think? I don't know. Because it's like you're still getting the job done, but multiple people are probably going to be trying at the same time. Mm-hmm. So how would they know it's you, dude? I bet this happens all the time in the uh, killing for hire community. Isn't that crazy that that actually exists? There's probably a lot of good men not being paid for the work they're doing. I've never thought of that. Equal rights for the killing community. So, okay, but think about, about that. Maybe now you can't kill him with a nondescript heart attack because you've got to show your work. Just shoot him? You need something. You need, like, you need like to steal His, the, uh, uh, the birth Wilson, certificate? The Wilson volleyball. From his yeah, his yeah. prop, his prop section in his house, be like, look, I have Wilson the volleyball. Please pay me my thirty million dollars. I think that could work. So, Ghetto has some curses, or well, some curse hands erupt from the ground, pinning the bagman. But then the bagman he dissolves into the ground as he's kind of laughing, being like, oh, so that was you the thirty million dollars. Clones. We see many others surrounding Gojo, and he sends two of them flying in his direction, but they crash into each other right above him. And he's already deduced the situation. He goes, they're just clones. Only one is the real one. Gojo then uses Infinity as two more attack, but they can't touch him, which that is another... I love that because it's such a creative move. The idea that... The closer someone gets to you, the slower they move. That's just fun. It is very fun. Because the only way that you can actually get to him, Mm -hmm. Gojo himself, is through like a... uh, They mentioned it in season one. There's like a cursed object that would be able to trap him. And that's the only way. You need a cursed object or a lot of time on your hands. (laughs) (laughs) Infinity, some would say. Gojo, he's also, I like this part because he seems so cocky all the time, but he's also well-studied because he knows what's going on here. He's like, this is a cloning technique that allows a max of five, including the original, to be just made. And um, he goes on to say the guy can choose which body is the real one, which is another, like, as far as a... uh, like a bounty killer or a killer for hire, that's a pretty good little thing to have. Doesn't he even say that? Like he's like, why is this guy so sucky for such a cool little move right. or something? I, it's no infinity power, but if you're just trying to get you know little thirty million dollar uh, hits done every now and then, it's not bad. Because he talks about how you know if one's in danger, he can just switch his body over to the next one. The problem is Gojo is just wiping all of them out at once, so it doesn't really matter who you go to. And he also can figure out that the real man is in a building real close by. He also talks about how um, 
Now, this this is another very Jujutsu Kaisen sentence that is hard for me to figure out exactly what he's saying, but I think it's pretty cool and pretty powerful. He says he amplifies his limitless technique, and he gets what you might call a negative natural number. Now, I think that that's his way of saying that's how he gets people to fly in his direction, how he can okay. bring them towards him, but... A lot of words yes, that are pretty complex. He says, think of it as creating a single imaginary apple, gravity. You know, mm-hmm. you hear about apples, you think gravity. gravity. Thank Every you, time. Sir Isaac. Everything around gets sucked into space. Gojo tells Rico to protect your head as he busts through the window, attacking the original. He does some reverse curse technique red, but uh-oh. I thought he was just going to blast the guy into next Tuesday, but it didn't work. We've seen it work, and that thing is insane, right? Yeah, so what's going on here? He says, oh, I thought it was going to work this time. He might not even be able to complete this move yet. Yeah, but he's done it before, though. He's too... Did you see the way that he was floating in space as he used the finger gun pointing at the guy and was smiling? <laughs> You don't do that if it's the first time you try and... I don't know. Maybe he's he can't do it as much as we think. Yeah, maybe not. I don't... We need more of it. I, I know it's going to start getting... When Fushi's dad gets involved, we're going to see a lot more that's going to make sense, but... It was just a really interesting way to end the episode because it's not even a certain... It's not a circumstance where you're like, oh, God, Gojo's in trouble because he can kick this guy's ass even without his special uh, red technique, but... The fact that they're saying, oh, he doesn't, he can't do it, and he doesn't really know why he can't do it, is interesting, and I'm uh, hyped to see more. And the very last thing, Rico gets a call. She looks at her phone, and the maid is tied up and gagged. So this is either one of Ghetto's doings, or, because Ghetto was with her. Yeah. That's what's so confusing. This is the main reason behind my theory of, like, okay, is she shady because... The last time we saw him, like you said, Ghetto and her were together. So either Ghetto just said screw her and ran out in front and she got captured, or she like broke off when he wasn't she, looking. Yeah, she broke off, or Ghetto is in a, got in a fight with Fushi. Maybe Fushi's entered the chat, and then she got taken while he was fighting. That would be a cool twist, but I also believe him at his word that he's going to let those 47 <laughs> yeah, hours is. drain. He is, yeah. You know, he is just watching some speedboat racing. And that was the other thing we didn't talk about. He's also got this vibe of, like, if one of these speedboats hits, he's out <laughs> yeah, of the game. Yeah. He's just <laughs> out of the game. Yeah, he doesn't care. He's got those uh, same odds as your dad did, mm-hmm. but he's betting a lot more than $5. So oh, I'm sure, yeah. When he multiplies that money, he's just... See you later. He's going to buy every single color of overly sized neck, collared shirts. Show off them traps and that massive neck. And just gamble for the rest of his life. But that's the end of the episode. I think next one is going to be a good one. Mm -hmm. Because I think we're going to... It's all set up so well. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm thinking. So definitely come back for it. Check us out on social media, at Ronnie and Chad. What else you got? Yeah, check uh, check out our short videos. We're going to try posting a lot of those uh, more often now. 
Mm-hmm. Get our names out. Subscribe to us on YouTube. And I think that's it. That's it. We'll talk with you next week. I've been Ronnie. I've been Chatty. Peace. Peace.